0: Welcome to The Finance Café, the business podcast for women entrepreneurs that breaks through the money taboo and explores what's behind the numbers. Join your hosts, founders of The Finance Café, Shannon Peston and Shauna Frederick every week as they dive into conversations about business and finance with women entrepreneurs and the experts that support them. With their combined experience in finance and accounting, Shannon and Shauna know financial management is more than numbers, but rather the combination of our lived experience, skills, attitudes and behaviors, and how these come together to shape the financial decisions we make along our entrepreneurial journeys. It's about uncovering the story of our businesses, being empowered by our decisions and unlocking our full potential as entrepreneurs. Here at Finance Cafe, we're changing the way we talk about finance, and empowering women entrepreneurs to see their business in a new light. One story, and one number, at a time.
1: Hello everyone, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Finance Cafe Podcast. My name is Shauna Frederick, and I'm your host for today. In Canada, November is Financial Literacy Month. It's a time when we'll be encouraged to invest in our own financial well-being. For Shannon and I at the Finance Cafe, financial empowerment is at the heart of our business. As women entrepreneurs ourselves, we know that for most of us, there's more to the bottom line than money. That our businesses provide a path to reaching our goals, meeting our responsibilities, and being able to take care of the people and things we care about most. Through our programming and conversations, we're here to help you connect to the full story of your business and what lives behind and beyond the numbers. Leading up to and through Financial Literacy Month, we'll be hosting new conversations that promote a better understanding of money and the role it plays in our businesses. Helping us bring this special seven-week series to life is BDC. As Canada's development bank, BDC's purpose is to help entrepreneurs create a prosperous, inclusive, and green economy. They are here to help your business be more productive, more agile, more profitable, more resilient. They do that by lending, investing, advising, and connecting you to the resources you need to be successful. They know that women face particular barriers when trying to build and grow their businesses, and that is why they have been prioritizing them on their entrepreneurial journey since 2015. Because when women succeed, we all prosper. BDC is proud to support this financial literacy series and bring a better understanding of the story numbers tell, what they mean for your business, and the type of financing needed to enable sustainable business growth. This week, I'm excited to sit down with Brianna Blaney and Aria Han, co-founders of Pocketed, and we're going to dive into the topic of grants, from how to find them to how to prepare a grant application. Brianna, Aria, before we get started, why don't you share a little bit about the two of you and how you started Pocketed?
2: Absolutely, I'll take this, Brianna. Brianna and I met actually in an accelerator a few years ago, and we were there both building different businesses. And I can remember the first day of the accelerator, uh, Brianna gets up and she starts talking about the company she's building. And it was in HR tech. And I can distinctly remember thinking, I'm never going to talk to this woman again. Like that sounds <laughs> yeah. like something I will never think about again. But throughout kind of the programming of this accelerator, you know, Brianna kept standing out to me. She's super polished, she's smart, she's articulate, she gets it, she's built businesses successfully before, and she's funny. And so I started to try to sit close to her in all of these programs. And eventually, you know, I had something open on my laptop, and she's leaning over and, uh, you know, critiquing it in such a productive way that I was like, okay, okay. And so we actually started working together first, Brianna hired me to build some tech and algorithms for her. And it really blossomed from there until all of a sudden, you know, I now jokingly say that despite both of us being married, uh, that she and I are now life partners. So there you go.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I love the story the way Aria tells it. Because of course, I had a different uh, perspective on the events being on the other side of that. But (laughs) It's really blossomed into something very meaningful in my life, both professionally and personally. And Life Partners does feel like a very apt description. But, you know, even more nitty gritty, Aria is the technical genius behind Pocketed, and is by far one of the smartest people you are ever going to meet. She knows something about everything in a way that is both inspiring and motivating, but also terrifying and intimidating how much she knows about so many different things. And she is one of the funniest, kindest, most committed people you'll ever meet. So feel very grateful to work with her and know her in my life. And then my background is, is quite different. It's, it's very much on the business side. I grew up in an entrepreneurial family, never thought I'd be an entrepreneur. I was kind of reluctant entrepreneur. And I know Aria will define herself similarly, but for me, it was identifying opportunities where there were problems that I wanted to solve, where meaningful solutions, ones that I got excited about didn't exist. And that's always been a driving force to the businesses that I have started and built in my career. And I know the same is is true for Aria as well.
1: I love that story. And I love the notion of life partners as well, because it is so important that we go into business with individuals that we can respect, that we can have fun with, but that that we can challenge one another as well.
3: Totally. And, and honestly, Shanna, I talk to Aria at least 10 times more often than I talk to my husband. So it is <laughs> for sure a life partnership. Yeah. and I,
2: It's hard, right? Like building a business is really hard every single time. So you got to be in it with someone
1: you want to be in it with. I'm glad that you brought that up, Aria, because it is hard, right? It is. It is not easy, but to be running a business, and especially as a solo entrepreneur, right? I mean, if they're not um, available to connect and talk to somebody, so the benefit of having that partner uh, in business is that you have that support system. So I want to take it back to pocketed and the reasons why you started it. But I just want to start with the quote that I saw on your website, because we continuously hear about new grants and funds being allocated to support entrepreneurs and specifically women entrepreneurs. And on your website, you note know that access to funding is way more complicated than it needs to be. This means that grant funding is underutilized by those who could benefit most. So, can you elaborate on this and how you started Pocketed?
3: Absolutely, we can elaborate on that because it's really the crux and core of why we started Pocketed. So, as already mentioned, we've both built businesses before. We've done that separately in totally separate ventures, but we've also built a company together before and. One thing that I would say permeates all of those experiences, as Arya already pointed out, is how freaking hard it is. And we know money is one of the leading barriers to entrepreneurship, and that disproportionately impacts women and other equity-deserving groups. And that's true in all types of capital. That's true in accessing debt, in venture capital, and also true in government funding. And it shouldn't be true in government funding. We... Ended up before we actually built Pocket and when we had the initial idea talking to hundreds of entrepreneurs across the country. And we heard the same things over and over from everybody. Really painful to find programs. Hard to understand the the application criteria or the eligibility criteria. Time consuming to get those applications in. Overall, very painful for people. So that led us to wanting to build a solution when we know how much grant funding exists. There's over $5.9 billion every year in Canada alone. And we're a small market in grants, tax credits, and incentives. And when you look at that, that's a huge amount of funding that exists to overcome that barrier to entrepreneurship for women and every other founder group out there. And we wanted to build a solution to eliminate funding as a barrier for entrepreneurs, starting with government funding. And that was really what motivated us to build this business. And pocketed, for those of you that maybe don't know what it is, helps companies more easily and successfully access government funding. So we have an intelligent matching platform that automatically matches you with programs for which you're eligible based on your business profile, then we help you submit winning applications, either through technology that you can use on your own or through services that we're able to offer both directly but also through a network of specialized grant writers and tax credit consultants.
1: I love that solution that you have provided. And it even goes back to, Brianna, when you talked about, first of all, as an entrepreneur yourself, you're continuously trying to improve and find solutions. So here's this solution. But I want to go back to the numbers for a minute, because I'm a numbers geek, and this is the Finance Cafe. How much funding did you say was available out there?
3: Over $5.9 billion every single year. And that's just what's available to small businesses and startups in Canada.
1: That is amazing. So you would think one would think with $5.9 billion of accessible funding out there, that entrepreneurs should be able to easily access these funds. But what I'm hearing is it's not.
2: Yeah, it's not. There's a bunch of reasons for that starting with, you have to find the right program. And so there are some, you know, that's one of the things that I think pocketed is doing really, really well right now is like, we are a single source of truth for a lot. You know, we, we aim to be as comprehensive as possible uh, of the programs out there in one place where you can look at the criteria. We do some of that matching with you. So if we know you're not eligible for these programs. We're not going to surface them to you. There are thousands of programs in Canada alone, and you don't want to have to find them all or read them all. And so we take all of that kind of guesswork out for you. So that, that's one of them is you got first, you got to find the program, then you have to apply to the program. And there are applications that are fairly simple. But in general, if it's a simple application, it's very likely that th- everyone wants to do it, which means we see programs open and then fill up. They've spent all of their money within 72 hours. So you have to be on these deadlines. Now, when is it going to open? Sometimes you know, sometimes you don't know, and so we're able to monitor that for for users as well. Send them emails when a program that they're interested in opens, so they can be the first to apply. Because there are such thing as pretty much first come first serve funding options, and so you you want to be on top of all of those things. And then it gets you know some of them get harder, where it's like now you now it's a competitive grant, and you need to write a compelling. Grant application. And that's a skill set in and of itself. And so often we see founders who have absolutely brilliant ideas. Their technology is good, their idea is good, their intentions, their vision, their mission, but they're not technical writers. They're not grant writers. And so we try to provide that skill set as well. It comes down to anything, right? It's like the difference between a professional photographer and me taking it with my iPhone. Of course, I can do it, but the results are not going to be the same. And so We try to kind of provide help along that entire spectrum from finding to actually getting that money in the bank.
1: That's such a great example with the photographer, because you pay for what you get or what you don't pay for, you're not receiving. So in addition to it being hard to find and and access these, I think there's a lot of myths out there surrounding grants. So grants are only available for -for not-for-profits. Grants are only available to tech companies. Grants are too hard to get. Why should I bother applying? So what are some of the other myths that you've heard out there that you'd like to debunk right now?
3: I love the myth that there's a lot of money out there just for women. So that, you know, it's one of the most common requests we get. I'm a female founder. What grant should I apply for because I'm a female founder? And the answer is, much like there's a limitation on the amount of venture capital that currently goes to women, the same is true on the grant fund, on the government funding side. People are shocked to learn that less than 2% of grants in our platform are only for women. So what we often will tell you as a founder is don't limit yourself to the woman money. Go after all the money. Because as a woman, you will certainly have priority access to certain programs. And yes, you can go after all the woman money as well, but don't stop there. Go after all the money.
1: That is such a great myth to debunk because I had that same notion. I said it at the top. We hear about all of these funds that are available specifically to women entrepreneurs, but less than 2%. So is that, are you saying that less than 2% of that $5.9 billion available annually to small entrepreneurs is being allocated specifically for women entrepreneurs?
3: So it's more based on the quantity of programs. Less than 2% of programs are only okay. for women.
1: Okay. Thanks for clarifying. Which is
2: probably actually less than 2% of the money because none of those programs are the massive, massive ones either. So it could even be worse. So 2% is probably pretty generous.
1: Oh, wow. That's great input though, because now as an entrepreneur looking for funding, don't just seek out the specific funding. So let's dig deeper into where pocketed can support. So Where does an entrepreneur even start? Where do I look if I'm looking for a listing of grants that are available? Pocketed.
0: Obviously. Yeah,
3: obviously. If you're looking for a list of grants, we absolutely encourage you to create your Pocketed account. We will match you to the programs that your business is likely to be eligible for based on the information that you give us. And as things change in your business, because we all know there's no such thing as a static opportunity in business. Maybe you make more money next year or your employee headcount grows. If you're focused on the projects that you're trying to tackle in your business evolves, which let's all be real, it always does, update your profile and you will see the programs for which you are eligible will change. Because as things change in your business, the money that you can access also changes, which is really exciting.
1: And your platform will continuously track, if I'm updating my portfolio, continuously feed me that information on grants that I am eligible for. Exactly. I love this. Aria, you talked about at the top that not only does PocketEd help find the grants, it will help you apply for the grants. Because as you mentioned, applications can be difficult. So what support is out there from Pocketed and what information do I need to bring to the table as an entrepreneur when I'm looking at applying for a grant? Yeah, absolutely. Happy to answer that. So
2: we actually have a couple of options, honestly. The first being we have a set of self-serve tools. And so we try to make it as founder-friendly as possible. So of course, we can go all the way up to, we call it pocketed concierge. You have a real person who's monitoring it in real time and does absolutely everything for you. So we do offer you know full-blown service. But there's a lot of entrepreneurs who are like, that's not really quite for me yet. I'm not maybe there, or I, I want to learn how to do this on my own. But we try to provide a lot of support. And that can look like we have downloadable tools for job ads. Like, how do I hire? Is it often a question we get from new entrepreneurs? And so we have tools to support you in, in writing good and compelling job advertisements to, you know, recruit the right people. We have an application wizard that will help you store and enter your information into applications so you're not looking it up every time. And it can take it from hours to minutes uh, in some of those things we have insights. And so if we, you know, at Pocketed do a whole bunch of a certain type of grant, we'll know things about it. And then we can, we can tell you about those things. We're like, oh, you know, they really like it when the project is framed around X or Y. We'll even provide you keywords. So these are words that you should probably be using in your application. Some of it's simple, like, If the grant is calling for youth, you don't want to call them kids. You want to call them youth. And so some of it, you know, are simple tips like that, all the way up to these really customized and specific pieces of information. We also provide office hours four times a week, and it's free for users. And they can come and talk to a person. I have these questions. Where do I go for help with this? I'm looking for this, and it's been great. We get a lot of user feedback, and that helps us determine what we're building next. And Uh, The same way, you know, we're able to provide that
3: real person support to people very frequently. The last thing anybody wants is another bot when you're already dealing with the complication of government funding. So we really try to alleviate that by making people available to our users when they need them.
1: I love that. Removing the bot application. Like, help me just understand this. Define this for me in words that I will understand. And oh my gosh! The simplicity <laughs> of changing a word from "kid" to "youth" can increase your possibility of accessing that grant.
3: Absolutely.
2: Okay, sorry, not to bring TikTok into this, but I saw this thing on TikTok, and it was a stitch on what is a, an unethical life hack. People would take the keywords, job description, responsibilities from a job ad, they would put it in the footer of their document, and then make it white. And so you can't see it, and and the whole hack around this was that if you're sending it to these really big companies, they're generally using bots to go over people's resumes to make sure that they're good fits. Because if they get ten thousand, they're not reading them all; they're screening ones out that don't have any of the essential keywords in them. And so this was a way to like nail the keyword search, and then they're reading your application. All the comments, by the way, were like. Just tailor your resume so that you're using those words. Like, why are you doing this weird hack? Which I completely agree with. But it's the same type of thing with grant review, where their mandate is to help fund Canadian youth. Will make their job easy for them, right? Make it so that when they're reading your application, you're like, you know, we're really looking to provide new and meaningful job job opportunities for Canadian youth. The person who's doing that preliminary scan is going to be like, okay, nailed it, right? Check, check, check. And so you really want to make sure that you're echoing the right sentiments and you're meeting their mandate. And so it's really about taking what's your project, what's your need in your business, and then let's frame that need within their mandate and your chances of success
1: go up a ton. I find that fascinating. And I love the fact, though, that you're bringing a person into this with the grant application because you're having meaningful conversations and giving founders, entrepreneurs, meaningful skills that they can take as they move forward. So it's not this hack of, you know, add all these words that may or might not mean anything because when they read your application, it's no longer going to be relevant. So I love that you're bringing the human interaction into this. Because I do think that's a fear for many people out there when we talk about the new technology that's out there that we're removing human interaction and human jobs and it sounds like with Pocketed, that is not the case.
2: No, we're passionate about actually creating meaningful uh, employment opportunities. And some of the grants that you can get when you're at your very smallest, pre-revenue, ideation, are often wage subsidies and hiring grants. Almost everyone is eligible for those. And that's in order to stimulate the economy, to get youth working, to give people experience. And so that is something we're actually really, really passionate about, is that you should not be making your first hires without a grant like come to office hours, please, before you ever do that, because there's definitely money out there
1: to cover those bases. Aria, can anybody attend office hours or do they have to have a membership or or user or something with pocketed? Anyone can attend.
2: I will say it takes less than three minutes to make an account. So you should make an account first and then that will kind of lead you to all the links for the office hours. So I think it would be complicated to join without one So definitely make an account and you'll get the office hours. You'll get out to our, you know, if you can't find it, our help desks, all the things. But we try to make it pretty obvious in a lot of places how to
1: come and talk to us in real time. Amazing. Now, this is a financial podcast. I want to go back to the financial information for a minute. So how important is it that I have projected or current financial information available when applying for grants?
3: Depending on the grant that you're going after and that you're looking to apply for, having projections and historical financial information is incredibly important. If you don't have it, it can often mean that you're actually unable to apply and it's a required part of the application. So it's really important. I would also say that as, as a business owner, like I spent a lot of time looking at financials, I'm sure all of you feel the same because you wanna know where you're at. You wanna make sure you can make payroll and cover all your, your costs and not jeopardize the people whose livelihoods depend on you. So. We take that very seriously and I'm sure all of you do as well. So, you know, we look at our financial projections and encourage you to do the same so we can understand where we're we planning to deploy capital because how you plan to spend money in your business directly correlates to the funding programs that are going to make sense for you to go after. You have to spend money to use grants and tax credits. It's that simple. If you don't spend money on people, on capital, on a couple of expenditures, so equipment or materials or on your space, or whatever it may be. If you don't spend money in your business, you have a really hard time using government funding. I can't actually think of any programs that will give you money if you're not spending money in your business. So to answer your question, Shana, it's incredibly important.
1: Okay, I would like to reiterate that Shannon and I at the Finance Cafe are not the only ones stressing the importance of looking at financial information. Brianna and Aria are looking at it on a regular basis. So please- Literally sure every that.
3: day, Shanna.
2: Yes. Every day.
1: <laughs> I love that. What
2: entrepreneur is not constantly thinking about money and cash flow and runway and- uh, Yeah.
1: Projections and budgets. <laughs> it's exactly.
3: That keeps us up at night. So my gosh, you better bet that we are on top of it.
1: Can you share maybe three key things that entrepreneurs should have available when applying for a grant? And I know it could be dependent, but there are there some common things that should always be available? Yeah, and I think they might surprise
3: you with how simple they are, Shana, but if you're applying to grants, you need to have your incorporation date, your business number, and your registered address. They sound trivial, but let me tell you, every single time I submit an application, I have to go back and look up our business number and look up our incorporation date because they're just not things that I remember off the top of my head. So that application wizard that Ari told you about already, we built that tool to help alleviate some of that annoying frustration because those things take minutes to go and find. And maybe you're more organized than I am, but I have to look it up every single time. So Pocket's application wizard definitely helps you with that.
1: So incorporation date, business number, and what was the third one? Your
3: registered address. So, again, that should be obvious, but with more and more companies being remote, depending on how many folks in your organization are doing applications for you, make sure all of that information is in one easy to access place. You will need it on every single application.
1: Love that. And I would encourage everyone, because this is information that would normally be contained in a minute book. A lot of companies that are now incorporating online may not have a paper copy of their minute book. Create a Googled folder, a Google Drive, Dropbox, whatever that is. Have this information there that Brianna just told us about your incorporation date. So when did you incorporate your company, your business number? As soon as you incorporate a business now in Canada, you are automatically assigned both a business number, a provincial number, and a Canada Revenue Agency number, along with your registered address. And funny story, because our registered address for the Finance Cafe is neither my address or Shannon's, so I continuously have to look up our address when we are are filling anything out. So I get that. But it's all in an easy-to-access storage drive, so encourage everyone to do that as well. Absolutely.
3: I want to say as well, Shauna, I talk about incorporation numbers. You do need it for most applications. You actually don't have to be incorporated to use pocketed or access all grants. But if you are not an incorporated company, you please still make your account access funding. You're just going to be a little, a little bit more limited in the funding that you can go after. So on average, a company that is a registered business matches with 77 programs in pocketed and a company that is not registered matches with 17. So it's a pretty significant difference, but there is still funding out there when you are in those really early idea stages as well.
1: Thank you for sharing that, because we have a lot of solopreneurs out there, unincorporated businesses. So great to know that there's still funding available for those individuals in their early startup phase. Aria Brianna, can you help our listeners understand how grant funding can fit into your funding goals? Absolutely. So. We often encourage people to think about grant funding not
3: as a secondary thing that they do that's just bonus funding, but make it part of your planning. It can really help to extend your runway. It accelerates your growth. And it can mean that you're avoiding diluting yourself from an equity standpoint too early in your funding journey or in your building journey. Most of us are going to need capital to grow and accelerate our businesses. That's just what it is. And you know, I'll tell you from our own personal experience, we have done founder funding where we have put in our own money and capital. We have done grant funding, tax credits, and we have also raised equity funding from investors. But from a sequencing standpoint, we were able to use founder funding and put in what we could and then really amplify every dollar that we put in by matching it almost $5 to $1 that we put in by using grants and tax credits. So what that meant was that we were able to get really far in our growth journey before we brought on investors which allowed us to raise on terms that we were really excited about and bring in investors that were excited about what we were building, but also the stage of our growth that we were at. So using government funding as a very intentional part of your journey can make a big difference. We've used about $750,000 in government funding since we started the business almost two years ago and continue to use tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in government funding every single year.
1: What an amazing strategy. And I so appreciate that you're looking at this prior to looking at equity financing, because equity financing, you are diluting your own investment in your own business. And that can be difficult for some people. So utilizing the available cash that's readily available through grants, and then being able to raise funds, equity funds on your own terms. Such great tips. Thank you for sharing. Rihanna, Aria, what are maybe three steps that women entrepreneurs can take right now to see if they are eligible for any grants?
2: Well, first make your pocketed account. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's the first thing. And uh, you know, take a look and and number two, come to office hours, like come talk to us, talk you know, get a plan in place, and then it's as simple as executing that plan, and it sounds so lame, but you know how when you're a kid, everyone tells you like three quarters of things are just showing up, and then, as you get older and older, this has been my experience. It's like, yeah, you do just have to keep showing up and it, it it's hard to do, but it actually works really well. and I think that's like there's a really good analogy here where you just have to keep showing up and applying. And that was three, but I'm going to do four for you, Shauna. The fourth one is make sure you're keeping track of what your priorities are, because that is ultimately going to shape that plan. And we try to help you with this in pocketed. So if I've said it once, I've said it a trillion times, grants do not fund companies, they fund projects. And so let's take the very, very common example of people come to us often and say, oh, I'm really sad. I, I wanted a grant for marketing. And we say, okay, great, like that—that's fantastic. And they're like, I typed into the search bar "marketing" and nothing came up. And we were like, yeah, that's there's definitely not a grant that's called like marketing. You, what you need to do is think about like, well, who are you marketing to? How would you do your marketing? And so, a great way to do marketing is to hire somebody to do your social media or your marketing for you. And if you get a wage subsidy, you know, you could be looking at a seventy percent wage subsidy, and so you're paying thirty cents on the dollar to do your marketing. And that's awesome, and so on pocketed, you can kind of go in and and see your matches and then click on these categories where you're like, "Oh, I want to fund a marketing project," and then look at the grants there and they might not be what you're thinking, but we're trying to kind of frame it for you in that way to say if your priority is marketing, maybe you should be looking at wage subsidies because that is a fantastic way to get a huge discount on your marketing costs. And so we try to do it like that. And so really keeping your priorities at the front of of your thinking will really help you in developing that plan and then make you feel more confident in executing on that plan ultimately.
1: And another benefit of working with the team at Pocketed, because you're able to have those conversations as opposed to me going and Googling marketing grants. Oh, there's nothing there. There's nothing I can do.
3: Oh, and Shauna also just going like Google could be a very scary place. And I can tell you that because in our early days of building Pocketed, we, like I think many of us ended up in tears at the process of building this database because government funding programs, like you're on page 7,000 of Google trying to find them when you're doing it manually. Nobody wants to be there. So, you know, it, it can be a very scary place, but it's also very time consuming. And as a business owner, you're not just running your business, you also have a life. So the more we can make things simple for you, the more we can help to accelerate that process. That's a huge part of what we want to do, and that's why we've made Pocketed so accessible to companies in every shape and size.
1: That's so amazing, and Aria, I love what you said. Grants don't fund companies; they fund projects. So, I would encourage the entrepreneurs out there to look at grants as an additional revenue stream, not a replacement to a revenue stream. Grants should be a part of your three stool of here's where my cash dollars are coming from, and here's where I'm allocating these dollars.
3: Absolutely. We have in our projections, we have an entire tab in our projection behemoth spreadsheet that is dedicated to grant funding because you need to consider not just what funding are you getting, but also when does it come in? So from a cash flow projection standpoint, as we all know, as business owners, it's not just understanding what your total amount of money for the year is going to look like, but when are you getting that money so you can continue to meet your financial obligations as they come up throughout the year. And That's an important part of understanding grants. So right in the platform, we'll show you what the typical reimbursement structure looks like so that you understand and can forecast that appropriately in that revenue projection
1: that you're making. Amazing. Now, I've taken up a lot of your time. I just want to close this off with one final question because I think we've touched on it a little bit. But When receiving grant money, are there any tips on using the funds? Like, do I need to track it? Do I need to use it for a specific purpose? What do I need to do as an entrepreneur receiving grant money?
3: So every grant that you apply for is going to have specific criteria on what expenses and activities are eligible to spend that money on. And the majority of programs in Canada work on a reimbursement model. So you're actually going to get paid back for money that you are spending on eligible activities. So absolutely, make sure that you are deploying the money that you get on the activities that were approved by the grant. The more money you receive from a grant, typically the more detailed the required reporting is. So of course, if you're getting you know, $5,000, your workload on reporting on that's gonna be much different than if you're getting $500,000 or $5 million. So think about that as well, just in your own time and, and availability. But yes, you do need to track where you're spending the money, keep your receipts. You will be required to submit those as part of the reimbursement process.
1: Fantastic tips. And am I incorrect to assume that this is something that Pocketed can support with? So we certainly do provide all the information that you need to understand the requirements. You'll also get
3: detailed requirements and instructions from the granting agency. They're going to make sure that they get the information they need. Otherwise, they're not going to pay you. So we can absolutely support you with information. And if you're using grant writers, they will typically support you through the actual reporting process as well.
1: Amazing. Now, before I close this off, Brianna, Aria, are there any other tips or information you would like to share with our listeners?
3: One of my biggest things that I would say to all of the listeners today is just get started. It's like anything. Getting started is the hardest part. Finding the time, making the time, that is the hardest part. And we all have a million things that we're doing as business owners. If you don't have the capacity to do it yourself, you are literally leaving tens of thousands of dollars on the table. Money exists for everybody in Canada, whether you are building a side hustle, a small business, a startup, there is absolutely money out there to help you grow. Please make sure that you are making it part of your strategy and just get started.
2: I just echo Brianna's sentiment. You know, being an entrepreneur is hard. Get that non-dilutive
1: funding. It's there. Amazing. You two are absolutely inspirational. And I want to just recap a few things that I took away from our conversation today one, the ease of information that just the three things that you need to start your grant application, incorporation date and business number, if you are a registered company, you can still apply if you're not, and your registered address, three simple tools, create a Word document, put that information in there, and then you can copy and paste it into any grant application. And then the tips on where they can go, create an account with PocketIt show up to their office hours, get the free tools and advice that this fabulous team are providing to their users, show up and make things a priority. If you're looking to hire somebody, make this a priority because there's funding out there that you could possibly be getting back into your pocket to help grow and achieve your goals in your business. So ladies, where can our guests learn more about you and more importantly, more about pocketed?
3: You are welcome to connect with me and Aria on
1: LinkedIn. We certainly love hearing
3: from other entrepreneurs. And we welcome you to come to Pocketed. Visit us at HelloPocketed.io. You'll be able to get a ton more information and resources there, as well as create your account. We look forward to welcoming you to the platform.
1: And we will have all of your handles and the information on how to access Pocketed in our show notes. Ladies, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and knowledge and for creating a platform to help support entrepreneurs in their journey. Thanks for having us, Shauna. It was great to join you today. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to our listeners for joining us today. Thank you, BDC, for supporting our special series on financial literacy and helping us create meaningful conversations that support the growth of women entrepreneurs. Join us next week where we're going to switch from accessing grants to Fundraising 101, where I have the privilege of sitting down with Brooke Harley, founder of Class Rebel, where she'll share her tips and tricks on preparing your best pitch for potential funders. See you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to the Finance Cafe podcast. Want to dig deeper? As a valued listener, we'd love to offer you an exclusive discount to our financial literacy program. Use the code PODCAST10 to get 10% off. Visit thefinancecafe.ca to join or to take our free financial literacy quiz. We would be so grateful if you could show some love for your favorite financial podcast. Just like, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you're listening from and help other listeners like you connect with us. See you again next week on the Finance Cafe Podcast.